you know, something to put on your radar. Age 65 significant, but the few months before is when you need to go ahead and enroll. So the planning really needs to start the year before. Make sure your retirement can stand up to anything that comes its way. It's time for Badass Retirement. How to be financially fearless with Jose Sanchez, CFP. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Badass Retirement. How to be financially fearless with Jose Sanchez and myself, Jose, of course, a, a CFP, a certified financial planner. And you can find him online at josevsanchez.com. That's josevsanchez.com. And we got a good show, a uh, good podcast to talk about this go around, Jose. We're going to talk about birthdays and uh, important birthdays when it comes to retirement planning. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? I'm doing good. I had a wonderful birthday month last month. And uh, you know, we just came back from California. I had mentioned that we went to go check out Jojo the donkey and right. uh, his rescue situation. He's doing fantastic. And so... Yeah, I'm blessed. I awesome. am uh, made another trip around the sun, my friend. Okay, very good. So your birthday was last month. Well, then happy belated birthday to you. Uh, and uh, I won't ask you how old you are unless you want to offer it. That's totally up to you. But uh, I'll, I'll offer mine because we're going to start with the age of 50 as our first important birthday in retirement planning. I turned 50 this year. Uh, earlier, uh, a little bit earlier on there, Jose. And so there's some stuff the government lets us, they give us some extra stuff here when we turn 50 when it comes to retirement planning. Why don't you educate us on that? No, absolutely. So if you turn the year that you turn 50, you're eligible to start making catch-up contributions. And this is for any qualified retirement account. This is your 401ks, 403bs. Some of you municipalities and state employees, you have access to a 457. Those are just all fancy, uh, words for your retirement accounts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at age 50, you get to contribute a little bit more. Yeah. And so they let you bump up the, the two different styles. What is it? A thousand dollars for, um, uh, the one type of account. What is that? Is that the Roth? The IRA, both your traditional IRA. and your Roth, mm -hmm. an extra thousand dollars. And then for your 401ks and 457 and 403bs, that's an additional, uh, $6,000. I believe. I don't think that's changed this year. Uh, 65. Actually, I just looked at 6,500. Oh, you got my back there, my friend. There you I appreciate go. that. Yes, sir. I so yeah, they let us move up. So that's not chicken feet, right? Jose, like if you, I mean, if you figure, Hey, okay. Uh, let's say a thousand dollars in the one account, 6,500, the other $7,500. And let's call it 50 to age 65, just for easy math. We're going to go 15 more years before we retire. That could be, that can add up. So that's a substantial amount of money that you can help kind of catch up if you feel like you're behind a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So you, know, you got to think about retirement as not a specific date and time, right? Not right. 15 years from now, but the longevity of your retirement, you might live all the way to age 100. And so planting that seed now, Mark, you can have that money later on in retirement uh, mature for distribution. And sure. so, you know, it, it's a great opportunity to not think that it's uh, insignificant. It is very significant. Yeah. I mean, like if you wanted to do easy math and say, okay, it's $7,500 extra you get to put away. Let's just say if we have the two accounts. And again, I'm just doing back of the napkin kind of thing here. And you start that at 50 and you go to 70, let's just say you're adding that. I mean, 20 years 
you know, $7,500 a year, again, that adds up. So that can help, you know, kind of feather that nest egg, if you will. So that's our first milestone or important birthday into retirement. And then, Jose, we'll go to age 55. This one might not trigger any, uh, you know, ring any bells for people because there's some of these most people are going to know. But 55, that's a weird one. There's one something in here that people might not be aware of. So why don't you explain this one to us? You know, this is a great one. I think this is one area that goes unnoticed a lot and uh, it's not often talked about. And so with age 55, the year that you turn 55, and I'm going to bring you a scenario here that might resonate with a lot of people. The year that you turn age 55, mm-hmm. you and, and, and you know the second thing is that you are separating, severing service from your employer, that 401k that you have, you can take out early withdrawals without that 10% penalty. Again, early withdrawals, meaning that age 59, You'd normally be allowed right. at age the year that you turn fifty five. You get to access your employer's four hundred one k without penalty. So let me give you a scenario there, Mark. Okay. Say your birthday is in December, right? And you turn fifty five in December of twenty twenty two. Okay. You can actually start taking those early withdrawals or these withdrawals without that 10% penalty now that you're age 54. Pretty nifty, right? And oh, I think okay, this resonates. I see. Yeah. Yeah, this resonates with a lot of people because we want to retire early. And if you're able to retire early, if you solve the other question marks especially with medical insurance sure, yeah. and you're able to retire early, one of the things that might bridge that gap for you before your pension starts or before social security starts is your 401k and your IRAs. Well, strategizing and taking money out of your 401k because you're utilizing this rule 52T is where it is in the tax code. Mm, okay. This allows you to take money without that uh, 10% penalty, which can be significant. Yeah, you that's still nice. may be taxed, right? Yeah, if you still got to pay taxes. the tax, right? Yeah, but at least you avoid the penalty. And and again, that little caveat, Jose, so I'm catching you right here, is that it's from the job that you're leaving from there, right? So it's not like a prior job. It has to be the one you're currently at. Absolutely right. So if you have, say, orphan 401ks, maybe some IRAs, and your employer allows you to port in those into your 401k, now you have a much bigger oh. nest egg to start pulling from to help you bridge that retirement gap from age 55 to whatever you need, right? Say you're yeah. delaying till, um, you know, Social Security delaying till age 70. That might be pretty handy to be able to do that, right? Heck yeah. So basically, we're, g- we're going to go to the 59 and a half. That's our next important birthday. It's basically the same thing as the 59 and a half, which applies to all of us. But it's this little caveat that you can do it uh, the year you're turning 55 from the job you're currently leaving or you know at. So that's a ni- nice little caveat there. So since I teed it up, obviously 59 and a half, that's the most common one. I always laughed at these half things. I always wondered who put that in place and wh- you know why a half. But it is what it is, I guess guess, right? <laughs> you know, I, I think that's one of the biggest question marks is like, why a half and <laughs> makes it so confusing. I know that, uh, you know, sometimes it's just a, a calculation maybe um, yeah. that they, they want to utilize and it makes it super confusing and the tax code is already confusing. <laughs> this one, I, uh, I hope it changes, you know, to age 59 or 60, just kind of make it easy and clear, but I don't think I'm going to hold my breath that long for it to change. But 59 is the time frame 59 and a half that you're able to withdraw qual from your qualified accounts. This is again is your 401k's, 457s, 403b's and your IRAs. 
Yeah, so you can do this without the penalty. You still got to pay the tax, but as always, but you don't have to have that 10% penalty. So that's the most common one there. A lot of us know. And uh, yeah, you know, the tax code is definitely complicated enough. I guess that's why you need coffee when you're thinking about these things, right? <laughs> that's why you got to drink <laughs> some of that badass coffee you enjoy. <laughs> Absolutely. Kona coffee is, in my opinion, it's the most uh, robust and best tasting. Uh, but I know that coffee, uh, what are they called? Um, not coffee snobs, but I kind of, that's what I, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The connoisseurs. Yeah, uh, yeah. The connoisseurs. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a, a specific name for those, you know, really astute coffee. Oh yeah. Like, like but, with the wine, yeah, the sommeliers with the wine. There you go. Yeah. 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 I don't know what the coffee one is. I think there, I think you're right. There is a, we'll have to look that up. If a coffee knows, sommelier. There you go. Yeah, yeah, coffee sommelier. If you know what the coffee one is, folks, let us know. Re, uh, shoot us a message or something. I, I totally forgot about that. That's pretty cool. We'll be right back to today's show in a moment. But if you're enjoying the content so far, be sure to grab copies of Jose's book, The Seven Most Powerful Words, which will teach you one simple hack to master negotiation and save money. Leaving the lab, learning a central money tool so you don't nuke your retirement and diffuse the seven steps to protecting your 401k from the ticking tax time bomb. These books plus other special items to help you prepare for retirement are all part of Jose's Ultimate Retirement Toolkit. You can get the toolkit for free by visiting the link in the show notes of today's episode or click the Journey Starts Here button on our website, josevsanchez.com. So we're talking about these birthday things and the complicated little tax code sometimes that kind of rolls in there. So we're going to kind of keep it simple here to make it understandable. But we went through a couple, 50, 55, 59 and a half. Let's go to the really well-known ones, Jose. But just in case there's anything you want to drop on us, extra nugget or two along the way, uh, feel free to do so. 62, that's when we get to the eligibility for the old Social Security. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, let's back up a little bit to age 60 because at okay. age 60, if you're a survivor, right, widow and widowers, if you're a survivor, that's the year that you can claim Social Security survivor benefits. So oh, okay. uh, that's age 60. Uh, for everybody else, it's age 62. And so at age 62, you can claim Social Security. Most people do that. And it may not be the best decision, <laughs> but you know, people want their money up front and, and – uh, Concerned that Social Security is going to go bankrupt and, you know, those type of issues. Oh, come yeah, we alive. hear all of that, right? They owe it. It's mine. I want it back. Whatever, you know, whatever your reasoning is. But, uh, yeah, more people take it at 62 than others. But to your point, it may not be the best move financially. You need to do the math, right? It all depends, right? If you if that's your only source of income and your sure. longevity is, uh, you know, less than age 75, it might be a good idea, right? If you're not healthy to live past age 80, there's a break even point and mm -hmm. it depends on every situation, every individual, Right, but it's around age 79, age 80, age 82, somewhere around that, that ballpark. If you're not expecting to live past that, you might want to go ahead and crunch the numbers, see what's best for you. But if you want to get the most out of social security, chances are delaying that claim is going to be the best scenario mathematically. Now there's the emotional side of things sure. and then there's math side of things and to make an informed decision i think in either direction is best for everybody well and that's something that you do right when you're going through the planning process and everything when you're working with your uh, new clients and individuals you're looking at that and saying okay let's run the math and let's kind of strategize this in different 
uh, scenarios, I suppose, to see what makes the most sense, right? Do, do we need to turn it on at 62 or should we wait till FRA, full retirement age, which is uh, next on our list, which is, uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, next on our list is Medicare, but we'll get to, to, to FRA in just a second. So, but anyway, you kind of go through that and you strategize that out, correct? You know, I think that's what's important about these, uh, you know, these birth dates is that visually, a lot of us are visual people, right? We're listening to this con- podcast, but visually, if we can map out, you know, go back to grade school, when we used to create these timelines of mm-hmm. these historic events. Well, what we're doing here with planning essentially is creating a timeline of these significant events in the future and combining your values. We talked about values in the previous podcast, combining your values and significant events, right? Maybe a trip to uh, Disneyland, maybe a cruise for the family or, or those type of significant events, a 50th anniversary and putting those in the timeline so that way we can do significant planning. And, you know, the goal is to have confidence in retirement. It's to not be surprised by, oh, I'm turning age 65. I need to go ahead and apply for Medicare. When actually, that enrollment, right? That enrollment starts at age 64 and nine months when you're Uh eligible, the initial enrollment. And so, you know, something to put on your radar, age 65 significant, but the few months before is when you need to go ahead and enroll. So the planning really needs to start the year before. Nice. Well, dropping knowledge here on the podcast. So yeah, 65, again, that was going to be the next one on the milestone here on the list. But uh, to Jose's point, yeah, you, you kind of do that a little bit earlier. So the strategy, the planning happens a little sooner than that. Of course, we all know that we're going to be eligible for Medicare. And if you're thinking about that, you know, early retirement, as he pointed out earlier, that's usually a big gap that people don't take into account. They go, oh, I've got it. I think I've got this together. I think I could retire at 60 or whatever. But there's still going to be that window where you've got to make sure you're covered medically as well. So just keep that in mind. So let's move on to that FRA. I mentioned that full retirement age, Jose, the 66 and or 67. Yeah. So if you want to retire with full retirement Social Security benefits, then you're going to have to wait till full retirement age. And this is also another planning question. If you wait to age beyond age 65, say you wait to age 70 or till full retirement age, you need to figure out how to play, pay for Medicare, mm-hmm. right? And so you'll still need to apply and receive purchase Medicare at 65. And if you're not claiming Social Security, then you'll need to figure out how to pay for it because it's automatically deducted from your Social Security benefits if you're receiving it. And so at age 60, 67, full retirement age is significant. That's when you're eligible to claim the full benefit. Okay. Yeah. And so it depends on when your birthday falls, right? So you might be 66 in, I don't know, seven months or something like that, whatever the case is. So your birth date is going to determine your full retirement age. Uh, It's different for everybody. So you just got to check that as well. And of course, when you're working with a professional, they can help you walk through that. Of course, you can also just go to ssa.gov for that information as well, which you should do anyhow, because they no longer send out those little green sheets like they used to do. Um, You need to do everything through the ssa.gov. So before we go to 72, that's next on my list. It used to be another one of those goofy halves, uh, Jose. They used to do the 70 and a half for the RMD, but they've moved it now to 72. Yeah, that was a goofy one. And uh, thank goodness, right? Because calculating when right? an individual turned, especially if your birthday was in the middle of the year in June, you had to figure out, okay, when do I turn 71 and a half, right? When, right. Do I, when is that half year mark? And so changing it to age 72 is fantastic. It's easy. Um, and so you know, required minimum distributions. That's when Uncle Sam requires you to take money from your qualified accounts. That's right. And, uh, you know, we might see this move again there, Mark. This 75 is something that, I've uh, heard, yeah. 
this is something that may be a moving target, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that uh, I encourage individuals to do is that if you reach out to me, send me an email, go to our website. I have this important milestones with all these dates that are significant, right? Now that we think about this, right? There's still that 70 and a half eligibility for qualified charitable distributions, which we talked briefly about qualified charitable distributions oh, okay. uh, in a previous podcast, but mm-hmm. that's age 70 and a half. So a lot of birthdays, a lot of milestones to keep track of. And sometimes like this age 72, it's a moving target. Yeah. It's changed from 70 and a half to 72. And now it might change to 75 makes a, a good reason to have that spot in your blind spot, have a certified financial planner in your corner. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing with a lot of advisors I've talked with, Jose, they, they actually felt like this was a good move. They, they enjoy because a lot of people were happy with the pushback, the 72. Uh, many times uh, clients were like, hey, I don't even need the money. Why do I have to do it? Well, you, to your point, you have to do it because Uncle Sam's been waiting. They want their tax dollars. Uh, but it gives you and it also gives them a chance for that account to even grow. Right. So Uncle Sam's reasoning for that is if they wait a little longer, that money's going to grow more and you're going to owe them more tax money, ideally. So that's kind of the whole idea. But it does benefit. It seems to overall have been a good move. And it was part of that uh, SECURE Act that they passed back in 19 where they moved it to 72. And now they're thinking possibly 75. So have you been a fan of that move? Have you enjoyed that or have seen your clients been a fan of that move? You know, I I think uh, I am a I'm a nerd when it comes to this stuff. So I love this puzzle that changes and so so i enjoy it okay. uh, what it does for clients is it causes a little bit of confusion and opportunity and so once we get past the confusion understand what it is that we are able to do what are our, our options and our opportunities mm-hmm. then we can look and see how can we best position ourselves for reaching those milestones reaching those goals you know i think delaying or having the uh, ability to wait a couple of years for required minimum distributions is a positive thing for most people. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who uh, are trying to take a little bit of fuel off the tax fire, right? When you're required to take these minimum distributions Mm -hmm. and and maybe do some conversions from your pre-tax dollars, which will be taxable in retirement, the traditional retirement accounts, the IRAs and the 401ks and move those over to Roth, it gives you a few more years to do that. And if the target moves again, then there might be a little bit more opportunity to go ahead and remove some of that fuel off the tax fire. That's true, too. Yeah. And it is a pretty hefty penalty, by the way, folks. I was going to say that a second ago. If if you don't get this done, if you're approaching that age, make sure you're working with a professional, if you have not done so, to do the RMDs because they are not nice to you if you miss it, are they, Jose? 50% excise tax never sounds good. 50 Excise tax. Ouch. Mm. So if like you owe ten grand, like if it was a ten thousand dollar RMD, we're talking, you know, you got to pay fifty percent of that, right? Plus the taxes. That that is painful. Yeah, and, and so uh, you know it's not fun. And uh, you know if if you find yourself in that situation, reach out to a tax professional, reach out to a certified financial planner. Mm-hmm. There are ways to um, to maybe um, receive leniency. Okay. And, and I shouldn't say there are ways, but it's possible to receive some leniency. Maybe you just didn't know, right? And, and Or maybe it was a COVID year, it's very significant, very challenging, and life happens, right? So if you have to pay those excise tax, 
try and reach out and, and see if that can be undone. But um, okay, you know, chances you. are it's it's part of the code and it might not be able to be. Well, and of course, if you've got a good strategy and a plan in place and you're working with a professional, you're working with a certified financial planner like Jose, you'll have that stuff taken care of and you won't have to worry about it. So that's the point of getting that done. So that's the podcast this week here on Badass Retirement, How to Be Financial Fearless. Those milestone birthdays, some things that come up throughout the retirement years as we get closer to it. Uh, and as Jose mentioned, he has a, uh, was it like a, like a little download or a worksheet or something that you can send out? Absolutely. It's a PDF, important milestones. Not only does it include these ones that we talked about here, but also those significant things as parents, right? You know, our kids mm, nice. uh, at age 24, uh, what to think about them from, uh, you know, no longer subject to the kitty tax or if they're full-time students, those type of things. There's a lot of things that uh, are on this list I think are good to review and understand. Okay, fantastic. So if you'd like a copy of that, just stop by the website, josevsanchez.com. Shoot an email over, again, josevsanchez.com. Or you could call them at 505-500-4032. That's 505-500-4032. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartStitcher. We're just getting the podcast podcast rolling. We're just in our early infancy of our first couple of episodes there. So make sure you share that with folks who might benefit and enjoy the podcast. And you can find it all again on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Badass retirement, how to be financially fearless. Jose, thanks for hanging out, my friend. Enjoy the rest of your coffee and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. You take care and have a wonderful, blessed day, my friend. We'll catch you next time here on Badass Retirement with Jose Sanchez. Investment advisory services offered for Retirement Wealth Guidance, LLC, a registered investment advisor. All comments made during this podcast do not constitute specific investment, legal, or tax advice. Have a wonderful day, and God bless.